Hello world, I'm Calypso, and I'm just gonna, like, this is about CRT, but this is just, like, a quick, like, thing that I've been thinking, is I feel like there's just a total disconnect in the way information is being relayed, and how, like, teaching goes into this, and I just think that there's a lot of hands in the pot and nothing's really clear about this. I think that no one disagrees about let's teach history and I am totally one of those people who like I got to college and took history and I was just like okay why are they waiting until I get to college to tell me all this like horrible shit so I'm I don't think that anybody is opposed to teaching history as it occurred and as it as it happened to the best of our knowledge of like what it is we know because like we also don't teach people how to read primary sources you know and so that to me also creates a disconnect so the the people reading the primary sources create the textbooks you know and not to say those people are biased but everybody gives you know you're condensing something you're you know, trying to portray how you interpret what it is that this person said, and that sometimes those sorts of things can get lost in translation and different things like that. I also agree that, like, you have to find a way to make it easily digestible to children and make it so that they are getting the um, the core information and stuff like that. I don't think that we should uh, lie to to kids about the atrocities that have happened in America and the atrocities that America has committed against other countries and I don't think that there's anybody out there who is saying that we should do that I think the disconnect comes when there are people who have to me uh, a profit status that is undeserved and there are people looking to them because they, um, in the words of Thomas Sowell, uh, are the anointed ones. I believe that's Thomas Sowell, but I, that to me is the issue. So like we've decided that we want to like make this change, Um, and like I said, no, I don't think anybody disagrees about teaching history as it happened, all that kind of stuff. But I think in the time in which we're living in, there are false prophets that have been anointed by the intelligentsia, which is the problem that these people who are not well-versed, who are promoting a very specific agenda, people are looking to them to um, help them figure out how to teach history when it's like uh, the facts are the facts. We we should teach uh, people about breeding farms. We should uh, give a more in-detailed description of what happened to Native American people Um, and not just, you know, break down the horrors of the United States into, uh, slavery, the trail of tears. Um, and we also had this revolution thing. Um, 
and then like women did some cool stuff here and then there's like Martin Luther King Jr. and there's Black History Month. Uh, you know, like I definitely think we could go more in depth. Um, and that just comes with like totally redoing the education system. But what I think is crazy is that for every single subject, there's like a standardized test that kids have to take. I don't, as far as I know, believe there's one for history. So like, yeah, they have like a standard of like, you need to teach this, but how a teacher goes about teaching it and stuff like that is totally up to the teachers. And I think this is where, you know, uh, that whole idea of like, who controls the system, Republicans are mad because Democrats um, control the institution of education. And so you have a lot of people in education who are leftists. You wonder why a lot of educated people tend to lead more democratic and all of this sorts, all these sorts of things. Um, and then these people end up teaching our children and then like, Republicans are mad because they feel like they're making them not patriotic and blah, 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 blah. I think you can do both things. I think, I think the, I think we've been preaching this dichotomy for too long. Okay. You can love America and be a patriotic person, but also in that acknowledge the faults of, of the nation. I think it's all about focus. I, think it's to me it's better to focus on the positive than the negative but to acknowledge the negative is important to like I said before um in my previous podcast I think America is a dream America is a promise America is something to be strived for but I think we have lost our way and thought like we and maybe it has to do with how we communicated what America was to children growing up and and that's why they feel like they've been sold a false bill of goods because they weren't also given the reality and this to me is where parenting becomes really important I never not to say that like I said I totally got to college and was like okay there's some shit that I did not know but I was never blind in the sense that I thought like America had done no wrong. America had done no evil. Um, I had had many conversations with my parents, um, with just like family members about history, about, um, just politics, all of that sort of stuff. And I have family members on, on the wide spectrum in terms of like what they believe politically, what they believe religiously, um, cultural backgrounds, um, race, all those sorts of things. I was lucky enough to be surrounded by like a melting pot of people who had a lot of differences, but were able to come together, um, on love. And I think somewhere along the way we have lost that, so like I said, I think you can be a patriotic person and also acknowledge the faults of America. I think the problem for Republicans is they feel like Democrats are focused too heavily on the negative and then Democrats feel, well, you're always just trying to act like we're the best thing since sliced bread. Um, it's just like 
acknowledging the progress that we've made. Republicans feel like Democrats don't ever recognize the progress that we've made. And I think part of that sometimes is true. But I think you need both. I think you need somebody constantly, you know, striving for some level of progress. And you need somebody also, you know, saying, well, look how far we've come and stuff like that. But you need those two people to work together. You can't, I, you can't have them so focused on those two things that they're not willing to work together. I think progress has to happen. And I think there's somebody who needs to also be realistic about, about that progress. So I think you definitely need both, but we just don't have people who are willing to work together. I think we've created like an all or nothing sort of mentality, which is very dangerous. Um, but to me, at least, I, I do agree with people in the sense that I think that critical race theory has totally been co-opted and is definitely being used in the media to like manipulate things and stuff like that. But I also feel like I have some legitimate concerns. Um, I, if these things are true, and this is just me going off of like, you know, posts that I've seen on um, different news sites, as well as like, things that people have posted on Twitter, Instagram, like all of that kind of stuff. I'm constantly I like don't even I don't really listen to music. I like really love to listen to like podcasts. I love to listen to like uh, talks uh, from all different types of like educators, podcasters, just you know, TED Talks, anything like that. I'm really just like, I don't really listen to music very occasionally. And I think that just has to do with like working in retail for forever. I just can't listen to music. But I digress. I in looking at all of that stuff, I do think it's concerning if these things are happening. I don't think that we should be telling kids that they, we shouldn't be reinforcing differences, number one. We should not be um, teaching kids that so-and-so is better or so-and-so is less than. Um, like this whole idea of like, because to me, when you're talking about like young kids, they don't have that mentality. They are, but it's something that gets bred and taught to them. So I think I am somewhat of that mindset of, I believe Morgan Friedman said, you know, how do you, he's like having a conversation with Don Lemon like years ago. I think this might've been 10 years ago. And, you know, Don Lemon's like, you know, sometimes I just get tired of talking about race, like, but it's like, I have to talk about it cause it's in the news and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, but it, like, I just want to know, like, how do we like get past this? And Morgan Freeman says, you know, like, you just stop talking about it and stuff. And it's not to say that it's not important. It's not to say that it doesn't have an effect on your life. But like, how much of an effect does it have and how much power do you want it to hold because you speak its power into existence um and and that's the one thing when you talk about like power power structures um and uh systemic issues is that sometimes 
we are the ones that are in our own way. Sometimes our own internalized belief systems keep the systems that we dislike in power. And even the people trying to disrupt it in their own way don't even have a better solution and just end up recreating what already existed. But instead, they're the ones at the top of the food chain, which is like, this, you know, that somewhat that scary thing. But I feel like I'm hopeful because there's like a lot of young people coming up. I do worry about this, the fear that some people have about speaking their mind or speaking their belief systems and stuff like that. But other than that, I think it's, you know, I think I'm very hopeful. I can give you a whole entire, uh, tangent in a second but I do think those sorts of things make me scared I'm definitely worried about like teachers resigning over the training that they're getting I I'm just wondering like what are what are parents experiencing that's causing them to like dislike their school boards number one I think that that's that's really serious um but I also wonder like how much influence school boards have in terms of like what curriculum is being taught and different things like that. Number two is I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about the teachers. I'm concerned about the parents. I'm concerned about the teachers resigning just because teachers already don't get paid a lot of money. Um, it's definitely one of those things that's a labor of love. Um, and I think this is just another deterrent that will make it so that people don't go into teaching. Um, so I think that that's something that's worrisome, but I also think that maybe this might be a great move towards, um, school choice, which I think, uh, maybe that might be the answer to this, uh, where, you know, people get to choose where their kids go to school, where in a way where money, instead of going to the school districts, it follows your, your, um, specific kid. I think maybe that might be that this might open the door to something like that. Um, I worry about, you know, when teachers are talking about kids segregating themselves. Um, I just worry about those sorts of things because I, those are things that like someone is teaching a kid, these sorts of things. I think in a history class, give them the information and then let them do with it what they will. I don't think you need to teach about privilege, but if you are going to teach it, you need to teach the whole totality of it. Everybody is concerned with white privilege, which let's talk about it, but everybody in life is privileged. And I think it's wrong to uh, give power to white people um, and talk about like, well, they're white, so they have this privilege and always talking about like white people being above everybody else. Uh, We talk about it that way. Um, We reinforce it with our language and the way we go about talking about our society, which makes me wonder how is how is it ever going to change if the way we talk about it doesn't change? Like we should be saying that this was something that existed, but it doesn't exist that way anymore. And I think that too takes away from 
the fear white people may have, and I don't even want to call it fear, but I, but that, that attackness that they feel because we are all a product of American history. We are, but we are not beholden to it. We should not be held to account for things that we had no control over. No one today um, is, no one in, no one today could go back in time and be like, uh, and change the things that happened. They could just be hopefully better than the other people that were around them. Maybe, you know what I mean? Um, and hindsight is always 2020 and 10 years from now, 20 years from now, there's some stuff that we're going to look back on and be like, we were totally wrong about that. Why were we doing it this way? Um, times are constantly changing. Information is constantly changing the way that we view things. And I think everybody would like to think that in that situation, they would be better, but that's not always the case. And you don't really know until you're in that situation. When something happens, you know, that whole like, say something, don't be a bystander, all that kind of stuff. You don't know if you would be a bystander until those sorts of things happen. And in certain situations, maybe you won't be a bystander, but in other situations you might be. It all depends. Uh, nobody is perfect. Um, so I think we should be teaching the realities of history. I think we could definitely um, put more variety in terms of the teaching. I definitely prefer reading chapter books over reading textbooks. Um to me, at least, um, or reading like short articles. Um, but it also like, when you're talking about young kids, it has to be things that are like, digestible, um, too. So like, uh, like take Christopher Columbus, who, you know, whatever, that guy. So if you take, you know, like, saying going into the whole entire history of Christopher Columbus like did he really discover America blah 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 like I don't know if you need to tell that to you know a kindergartner but I think you can slowly start to tell a kid something I don't think a kid a person should find that out as a full-grown adult the whole like everything that happened with Christopher Columbus I don't think that's the case I don't think that you need to wait until a person's in college or whatever to find out about the breeding farms that happened during slavery I don't think that uh, you sh we should be glorifying missions and making kids do like replicas of them, um, without also pointing out the atrocities that happened in them, uh, the loss of, uh, Native American cultures, the loss of Native American tribes, the loss of traditions. Um, there were, kids who escaped and had no ability to speak with their grandmothers or their mothers anymore like that is something that's um that we should uh talk about we should talk about uh how 
um, for lack for the for the only word we have <laughs> of the whitewashing of Native American children, um, children being ripped away from their families, we should say that to people. The the rapes that happened as well um, to young girls in these missions. Uh, I definitely think we should talk about it. And I don't think that we should be waiting until people are in college to talk about it. But I think we have to find that sweet spot um, of, you know, slowly starting to introduce that information. So it's not so jarring when people get older. Um, And I think, too, it teaches critical thinking. And also the fact that nobody's perfect. Um, and it's like, how do you, how do we make, how do we learn from our mistakes? If we don't teach an accurate history, we will repeat the mistakes of the past. And I think it's very important that young people learn how to think for themselves. Um, because, and that's why you should just, we should teach just the facts and then let them interpret them, not, um, give them a prepackaged interpretation of how they should see um, the see history and the different things that happen. I think it's better to like pose a question as a as why did this happen? And we are always so focused on like just regurgitating information, but why did this happen? Why did so and so make the decision to do this thing? Um, I think that's a much interesting much more interesting question and I think it's more thought-provoking and I think it makes them better critical thinkers so when they make decisions in their own life potentially they will be able to look at it through uh, a multi-lens perspective and make a more informed decision Um, but I think this this conversation about critical race theory has totally gone off the off the rails and I think in reality we all agree it's just the how everybody's going about it is different. And like I said, there are these anointed, in my opinion, false prophets chosen by, you know, the ego stroking of academia um, to be the leaders of this change and like how we're going to make the the world a better place but at the same time I also think a lot of these people play on past insecurities of our history and um, things can never change as long as people can make money off of them nobody wants to change anything that's going to make them money and I think that is the key and I think that a lot of people need to think about that part. It's just like homelessness. In California, we have dumped so much money into homelessness, but nobody who's making $100,000 a year is going to fix homelessness because homelessness existing is how they plan on making their money. It's what feeds their family. So what incentive do they have to change it? Because that means they'd be out of a job. Um, So I think we should be weary of who people are looking at and when they're trying to um, change uh, the things that we're teaching 
and stuff like that. I think we need to be mindful of people who choose to prey on our weaknesses in society, who choose to prey off on our negativity. It's just like all of social media is just a cesspool of negativity. So I think we have to be mindful of the fact that negative stimulus is a lot easier to get a reaction than to create, to generate enough good, positive energy to meet that same fact or meet that on the same level um, as negativity. You can get angry in a second, but once you're angry, getting yourself back to that peaceful place is a different story and if you're already at peace it's a lot easier to snap you out of peace than it is to make you happier um that's just my thoughts I think we have to be mindful of that but I do think everybody like I said agrees on let's teach a more accurate interpretation of history let's incorporate um voices that haven't been incorporated before. Um, but I think also, uh, we have to honor traditions. And when you talk about like Native American people who, or, um, some tribes, even in Africa, where you have more, um, oral traditions, I think, uh, how do you, how do you keep those kinds of stories alive? Um, when, when we have done so much in the past to kind of stomp them out and get rid of them. So I think that that's, um, you know, a really hard thing. And then like taking things out of their original language and trying to translate them into English and to get the kind of same points across and different things like that, I think are also um, serious issues. And I think everybody right now um is trying to educate themselves and trying to find their story and find out who they are. Um, not just like who they are in this moment, but to learn more about, um, their ancestry to kind of get a fuller picture of all of what they are, um, which I think is good. And I think that's also another reason why you see this move towards like, let's teach a more accurate interpretation of history. Let's, you know, go to this. But the issue to me is how do you teach people to think about the why when they're learning the facts about history? Why did these things happen? What led leaders to make these decisions? But um, getting people to read primary sources, I mean, it is really difficult to read a primary source, um, especially when you're talking about it's in, in some instances, it's a dead language. It's a language that we... Um, don't understand, um, off of today's standards. I mean, you'd look at like, they have like the Shakespeare, like cliff notes, like, so you can understand what they're saying. So I think reading that sort of stuff, even, um, Emerson, uh, it's those sorts of things are really hard to read. So I don't know how we, I don't know how we go about bridging that gap, but I think the key thing is to try and find a way to incorporate good critical thinking skills, honest, open dialogue with children about the world around them, um, and trying to, like, not shelter them too much. Um, 
like uh he like uh maybe it was this la yeah this last election there was something on the ballot about letting a high schooler vote i think it was like something about like if you were going to be 18 by the next election you should be allowed to to vote or something or it was something it was something along those lines i can't remember but um and talking to people is like, oh, well, their brain isn't fully developed. And like, should they be making these decisions? Teachers could be trying to like implement propaganda to these kids, blah, blah, blah. But I think if we did a better job of teaching our kids and teaching them critical thinking skills, teaching them how to recognize reliable sources and um, do their own research and look through primary sources and actually be able to read them, comprehend them, um, and also how to have constructive conversations, constructive de debates, um, and teaching them how to agree to disagree agreeably, I think we would be on our way to a much better, healthier society, both mentally um, and just like everybody being in a more like peaceful sort of place I think you would have a more ha a happier populace um a more productive populace um a more engaged populace I don't think you would have so much like if people felt engaged and felt like they had the means to engage the world around them in a healthy way. I don't think you would have as many people on drugs and different things like that. But I think this debate is definitely been drug out and is just completely off the walls when, like I said, I don't think we're disagreeing about any, about anything real, you know? Um, because everybody agrees we should teach history. History is important. Anyways, those are a few thoughts that I had on this specific thing that's going on. I will, there's a few other things, but let me not ramble anymore. Bye-bye.